This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. No matter where you are in the world, when you look up, you'll see the same moon, the same sun, the same stars. These celestial bodies have inspired awe in people for millennia and continue to do so, giving us an opportunity to think of our place in the universe. Enter the Sky Day Project. It's a collaboration of artists and scientists from across the world to contemplate, discuss, and do their part to act on the climate crisis. And every fall, the organization encourages school-aged children to look up and take photos of the sky in support of the climate and the planet. So joining us now with more is Ben Whitehouse, environmental artist, activist, filmmaker, and founding executive director of Sky Day. Hi, Ben. Welcome to Reset. Hello, Sasha. Great to be here. Also with us, Daniela and Deknaf are 11th and 12th grade students from the Knightsbridge School International in Bogota, Colombia. They won this year's Sky Day art competition along with their classmates, and they are joined by their teacher, Daniela Garcia. Welcome to Reset, all of you, and congratulations. Thank you, Sasha. Thank you for having us at your program. So, Ben, I'm going to start with you. Even with all the ways that climate change threatens our world, right, extreme heat, more frequent and intense natural disasters like wildfires and hurricanes and droughts. You have said you're remaining hopeful and you're encouraged by the people who are working hard to fight these crises. So who are some of the people that are inspiring you right now? Oh, wow. Well, there are so many. And um, certainly our educators who are teaching um, the science and encouraging their students to think about how they can be leaders uh, in the climate space and in the environmental space. But then of course, there are the uh, people in business who are so important, who are uh, this next generation of entrepreneurs, this next generation of investors who really care about the impact we're all having on our environment and on each other. Um, And of course, there are amazing things happening with electric vehicles. I was reading the other day about the first flight of an electric airplane that was able to carry passengers and on and on and on. There are wonderful things happening every day. So tell us more about Sky Day, Ben, and and how this annual competition came about. Right. Oh, so I founded Sky Day back in 2013 because the climate environment conversation clearly wasn't going very well. And I wondered if an artist like me who believes in the power of art to help move culture forward could collaborate with leading scientists so we could use our imagination to come up with better resources for everyone and especially for schools. For example, teachers wanted to teach about climate change, but they kept telling me they were frustrated because they could only find false and misleading lesson plans online that were often created by vested interests denying the reality of climate change. So we set about creating a more inspiring way and a more trustworthy way to teach about environmental science by integrating next generation science standards and regional science, the science of your own backyard, which is much more interesting than sort of general science, with also with intergenerational learning opportunities, which are such an underappreciated mechanism for learning and with student-led action projects, which lead to positive action. And then on the art side, we built a free online art gallery platform called Sky Day Project, which allows individuals and groups to create art shows about climate and the environment. And each year we run an environmentalist art competition, which is what brings us together today. And you, once again, you had students from all around the world participating, and they entered by creating three types of projects. Quickly break that down for us. Yeah, so we had entries from the UK, Europe, USA, Slovakia, South America, and even Fiji. 
And there were actually four projects. One was Artists as Witness. This idea was to photograph the sky every day over your community. Notice how it moves, how it changes. Ask yourself what you're curious about. Um, you know, the sky is the one natural resource that truly connects us all. You can't say that about ocean experience or mountain experience, but the sky, all you've got to do is just look up or breathe in. Yeah. But we also asked them to listen to Amanda Gorman's amazing poem, Earthrise. She is such an amazing poet mm -hmm. and respond with a poem of their own. And then we asked students to research environmentalist art and create an artwork of their own. And then one student served as curator by writing two documents, a curatorial statement and a statement about how they might use the prize money should they win to create positive change in their community. All right. Well, let's turn now to our winners then. Ms. Garcia, can you tell us about your class project? It was called Not Even the Sky is the Limit. What did your students create? So my students um, were from, as you mentioned, 11th, uh, 10th and 11th, uh, no, 11th and 12th grade. They decided to take this as part of their community service that they have for the diploma program. Okay. Uh, and they chose a foundation that the school has been working with for over six years to donate the prize winning money. Um, so we had initially 10 girls coincidentally, not that it's a girls' school, but coincidentally, six, uh, 10 girls. And they categorize themselves according to the four different projects that Ben mentioned. And we saw the sky from different sides of the city. We live in Bogota. The school is towards the outside northern part of the city, but some of them live towards the center. Some of them live more up north. Mm -hmm. uh, and we were constantly talking about how the sky was changing. Here in Bogota, we have uh, changes in climate in, a, in one day, so it can be sunny in the morning, raining in the uh, midday, and then sunny again in the afternoon. So we would record pictures of that during the day wow. and upload them to our gallery. Yeah, beautiful photos. I was taking a look at them. And, and Daniela, I would love for you to read your poem for us. All right. So my poem is like, it's Amor y Vida. And well, it's a, El sol y la luna son como el día y la noche, tan diferentes entre sí, pero tan similares a la vez. Uno nos ofrece la luz y el otro la oscuridad. Ambos tan hermosos y únicos como la magia que existe entre nosotros. Ojos verdes y cabello café, tan comunes como los demás, pero cada vez más brillantes. Hacen que vuelva, la res hace que vuelva a respirar una vez más. Todos los que te visitan siempre se llevan una parte de ti, dejándote sin mucho con qué sobrevivir. Pero yo siempre estaré para ti. Para protegerte y cuidarte. That is awesome. And you just read your poem in, in Spanish for us, but can you give us a, a rough idea for those who don't speak Spanish? What was your poem talking about? Well, basically, it's also about like the beautiful of the environment, but also talks like the magic it has, and also like how the little things that the environment has. It's like it's notice on the persons itself. Because, like, as I say, like the green eyes and the brown hair is referring to the trees. So, like the green eyes, it's supposed to be like the the leaf of the trees, and the hair brown, it's like the the trunk of the the tree trunk. Of, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was beautiful. Do you think, Daniela, that art is a good way to communicate with your peers about climate and about the environment? Yes, of course, because, well, we all live here and we should protect it. So it's a beautiful way to show the other persons that and also like to communicate every, every single thing in this world. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just tuning in, we are checking in with the winners of the annual Sky Day project. That's a global environmental art competition where school-age children can explore their ideas about our climate and environment. And our guests are Ben Whitehouse, founding executive director of Sky Day, students Daniela Deknav and their science teacher Daniela Garcia in Bogota, Colombia. So let's move to another student, Deknav. Uh, your classmate, Maria Jose, I understand, uh, was supposed to join us but couldn't make it to the interview today. But you have her poem. Can you read it for us? Hi, Sasha. Of course. Hi. Um, the sky reminds me of you, of you living, of you letting my hand go. The stars remind me of your eyes when you first looked at me. Or with the shining ones, mine? I don't know anymore. As something made your eyes so go cold. Maybe I was blinded and believed on your airplanes, these guys as shooting stars. I regret getting trapped in your clouds, getting broken into a million pieces like your promises in the love, in this love spiral. I thought I wanted. I know your sky by heart, but you didn't even know what my when my mind starts, the agony that he, your kisses cause, and the rush of blood in my veins keeps me holding on to nothing. I thought we were crashing down, while at the end it was only me, leaving my sky lightless. Give it, give it back. It was mine first. Wow, that was definitely a, a love poem for the sky. That was beautiful. Deknav, what, what would you tell world leaders about the climate and the environment? I would like to say to world leaders, use their influence and power that they have to influence youth, mainly through digital, digital platforms. That is like the main way us as young people communicate use them wisely and not to use them for their own personal benefits and and interests but rather selfless yeah i would like to i would like for them to connect with the youth including for future generations and encouraging them to come up with innovative solutions from education and the environment so you mentioned this a little bit earlier miss garcia but you all you won five hundred dollars so tell us more about what you plan on doing with the prize money, because I know that you're donating it to help with the restoration of wetlands, right? So very close to our school, we have a wetland called eh, Torca Guaymaral. So this foundation started around, I think, 25 or 30 years ago. And our school started working with them because of the closeness uh, around six years ago. So different promotions have gone and have done their part by planting trees, uh, and pretty much assisting in whatever they tell them. So they built um, fences so that cows and, and agricultural animals don't enter the wetlands. They built um, seed bombs uh, to plant and to share. They built uh, rodent traps to help them. 
kind of build their own houses. I've seen the foundation and I took I, I take it as part of the CAS program, that social service that I that I lead yeah. in school. And I take them to to work on with the foundation. And when when we talked about the prize money, the girl said, well, let's give it to the foundation. We've seen how the wetland has recovered, has restored, how that ecosystem each time becomes more animal friendly. Well, now I want to transition to something a little bit different than what we tend to do here on Reset. Part of the prize that you won for this competition was the chance to actually interview me. So I'm going to take off my interviewer hat and now you guys can ask me a few questions. Hi, Sasha. My name is Maria Alejandra and this is my question for you. Do you think that reporters have a duty to move the masses? Do I think that reporters have a duty to move the masses? Um, I think that we have a duty to share information and to allow the masses to essentially move themselves. Um, I think we present the facts. Um, we, as journalists, really aren't to insert our opinions and our thoughts into our reporting, but I think that the powerful stories that we do tell, the ultimate impact will, if it's done right, will move the masses and will sort of push you to uh, want to make change, want to affect change, want to help out in your community or, you know, want to just do the right thing. Thank you, Sasha. My name is Violeta. We also want to know a little bit about you. So I understand you were born in Jamaica. Um, how do you get in touch with your roots and how do you involve them in your work? <laughs> oh, my God. I love that question. Um, yes, I was born in Jamaica. I was born in the capital city of Kingston. And I don't think my roots have ever left me. I feel like they've never left. I um, I keep in touch with family every single day. And they, I mean, they remind me of home. I eat the food almost every day. I listen to the music. Um, most importantly, I also visit Jamaica as often as I can. Um, and, and I stay in touch with what's going on. So, I, you know, as a, a journalist, I am obsessed with the news, you can imagine, right? So I'm paying attention to what's happening in the news there. Um, and it feels a lot of times like I never left. So it's very important to me to stay in touch with my roots. I've moved to two other countries since leaving Jamaica. I've lived in Canada and now I live in the U.S. And when people ask me where I'm from, I always, I pause and I say, okay, well, do you want to know where I live now or where I'm from from? Because I always want to make sure that I let them know that I'm Jamaican born and, and that comes first. So I appreciate that question. Thank you for asking. Hi, Sasha. My name is Tatiana and this is my question. What has been the most challenging experience in your journalist career? The most challenging experience? Uh, I think my job as a journalist can be really rewarding. Uh, when I get to tell stories about people who perhaps wouldn't otherwise get these moments in the spotlight. Um, but sometimes, I have to be real with you, my job can be very stressful. Um, and, and there are moments where my job really makes me sad. You know, it comes with the territory because I'm telling sometimes these very, you know, tragic stories um, of really hurtful things happening in the world, uh, people losing their lives. And that can be really tough. And I'm personally, I'm very emotional. So for me, it just gets it gets really tough to try to balance 
when you're facing some difficult stories about what's happening in the world and trying to also have that level head and, you know, tell the masses uh, what's happening. So, yeah, I think for me, that's the most difficult challenge to overcome is, you know, when the news is bad, how do I tell this without breaking down? (laughs) How do I tell this and sort of maybe leave my emotion out of it? And, And sometimes my emotions win and people see the real me and I wouldn't have it any other way, to be honest. Thank you. These are these are some great questions. So before we let you go, Ben, you know, art can really help us imagine a different reality and, and way of living life, right? What is the role of imagination in transitioning to embrace strategies that help us mitigate and adapt to climate change? Art making is all about creative collaboration and imaginative problem solving. That's what artists do. And in my opinion, you should have an artist in every room when you're trying to solve problems and you're trying to bring community together and you're trying to make change. And so it's exciting to me to hear these young people's voices, their imagination, their ideas, their thoughts on how to move us forward. That's what art can do. We'll leave it there. Ben Whitehouse is the founding executive director of the Sky Day Project. Daniela Deknoff and their classmates as well as their science teacher, Daniela Garcia, are from the Knightsbridge School International in Bogota, Colombia. Thank you all so much for your time. Take care and congratulations. Thank you. Thank you, Sasha. Bye, kids. Bye. Bye. Bye.